Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos. Good Erev Yom Tov, everybody. Wow. Tonight, as we know, is Shabbos and Rosh Hashanah. Just a word of introduction about Rosh Hashanah. The Chinuch, who discusses, starting with 1 through 613, in Mitzvah 311, which happens to be the mitzvah not to work on Rosh Hashanah, says, and I quote, Nimtza, it appears, Shehayom HaNichbad Hazeh, this incredible day of Rosh Hashanah, Hu Kiyumo Shel Olam, this is the day that allows the world to exist. What does that mean? The fact that Hashem has ordained that once a year, every year, man stops, introspects, looks as to how they are doing in terms of their ultimate mission and purpose in life, and hopefully corrects his course, makes significant changes in his life, prevents the accumulation of sin, which would then cause the destruction of man. (coughs) Excuse me. Both communally and individually. Reflect upon that. Take a peek in Mitzvah 3.11. Hayom Azeh. We're going into a Yom Tov, which literally, (coughs) excuse me, literally is the foundation of the world. I'll try to go in order. Let's review the laws, customs of Yom Tov and one or two special machshavos regarding this special day. So tonight... When the women light candles, the bracha is for Shabbos and for Yom Tov. The custom is that women make a shechionu when they light the candles. The shechionu is for the Yom Tov. We, the men, make the shechionu at the conclusion of the Kiddush. The Kiddush is the Vayichulu for every Friday night. And you have the Mikadesh HaShabbos, Yisrael, the Yom HaZikoron. We fuse, use a magzor or a bencher that has the Kiddush for Yom Tov. It's not the regular Kiddush Friday night. We fuse the two. If a woman should be by herself, and she's already lit candles, and already said the Shechionu, she would not say the Shechionu again, a second time in the Kiddush tonight. After Kiddush, like every Friday night, we wash Natilas Yadayim, Hamotzi over to Chala. Salt on the table, the Minog Yisrael is that we dip the Chala in the honey, indicative that we are praying for a sweet new year.
then comes the perhaps universal custom of taking an apple with the following. We take the apple, we make a bori prior eights on the apple. And that is an exception to the rule. Every Friday night, whatever the first course is, you don't make a bracha on it. Because the hamotzi over the bread covered it. Tonight, however, we're going to make a bori prior eights because we're eating the apple not as part of the meal, but as a ceremonial part of the meal. Now, what does that mean? According to, take a look, Rashi, in Bereshis, easy to find, chapter 27, verse 27. Yaakov, at the moment, listens to his mother, who says, according to the Targum, I have prophecy telling me that you are to get the blessing, and not Esav. The Torah tells us that Yaakov approaches his father. His father smells his garments. And Rashi says that usually the garments coming from the field have a bad odor. Here, Yitzchak smelled Gan Eden. And Rashi in the next one, 27-27 in Bereshis, tells us it was as the field of apples. We use an apple, and we make a bracha, baripriya eats, take a bite of the apple. Then dip the apple in the honey. And before you take another bite of it, we ask Hashem, please give us a good sweet ear. Meaning if we have to be judged, the judgment should be sweet. And who is judged on Rosh Hashanah? Not just the living, but even the deceased. Those in Gan Eden. And that's one of the reasons that we take the apple on the night of Rosh Hashanah. Simna Milsa, says the Gemara, that we use various signs to support and buttress the occasion and our feelings. We coronate a king at a flowing body of water. One of the reasons that we say Tashlich on Rosh Hashanah, which hopefully we'll talk about at the end, this year, on the second day, not the first of Rosh Hashanah. So too, we take various foods and we either have them on the table, eat them, but the point is, anybody can pray with a marzor. It's a Jew that can pray, can pray with a pomegranate. Because after all, what does the pomegranate have? Many, many seeds. And so, we say, right before we eat the pomegranate, that our merits should be as many as the pomegranate. We eat a date, because sheitamu sonenu, that those that hate us should perish. The tamar and tamu. The idea is that these fruits, foods, vegetables like carrots, merin, which means increase. Sheirbu zechuyosenu. It shows 
how special we as a people are that we're able to literally uplift the physical and incorporate and use it in a spiritual fashion. Okay, moving on. I forgive me, but before you even came, go home. Whether you're davening at home, whether you're davening in shul, you are adding in your Shemona Esrei four additions. Zochreinu l'chaim, micha in the first three brachos. And then in the last three brachos, we add additional insertions. Uchsov and b'sefer chaim. Now listen carefully, my friend. The Gemara in brachos lamidalid says explicitly one is not permitted to add in the first three or last three brachos of the Shemona Esrei. So how can we do it? So Tosfo says, you as an individual can't, but for the tzibur? So we are praying not just for ourselves, we're praying for the community. And especially this year, how hard hit the Jewish community was with Corona. So say it so much slower, say it with so much more conviction. It's there. There's a plague out there. Zochreinu l'chaim. Take your time in your Shemona Esrei. But those four additions, should you omit them starting tonight through Yom Kippur, you don't go back. But for the change of Hokel HaKodosh to Amelech HaKodosh, that is so significant, you forget it, you go back. You, your, your Shemona Esrei was incomplete. This is the time that we are literally coronating God. Pause for a moment, right as you say those words, HaMelech HaKadosh. Stop for literally a second or two and picture in your mind the crown, the crown that would be fitting for you to put on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What a kavod that you are honored. That's what each and every one of us are doing when we say in the Shemona Esrei, HaMelech HaKadosh. Now, <clears throat> we're going to go to talking about foods. Just know that the Vilna Gaon did not eat grapes on Rosh Hashanah, grapes being one of the four candidates as to what the forbidden fruit that Adam and Chava ate from, and we don't want to remind ourselves of sin, as well as many abstain from nuts on Rosh Hashanah, just to remind yourself that the gematria of egos is chait, and we want to stay away from sin, that dirty word. Okay, we're up to Shacharis. Please God, Shabbos morning. You're not saying Avinu Malkeinu. Avinu Malkeinu is not said on Shabbos. Avinu Malkeinu has many of the requests of the everyday. Parnasa, Rafua, 
and the rabbis on Shabbos did not want to disturb the serenity of Shabbos and reminding us of these everyday needs. The Kriyas Torah, first day Rosh Hashanah, Mazel Tov. What's the Mazel Tov? Sarah and Avram have a baby. That's what we read on Rosh Hashanah. Yes, the Torah tells you that Avram is 100 years old. Sora is 90 years old. Why are we reading this on Rosh Hashanah? Because it's miraculous. Why are we reading it on Rosh Hashanah? To remind ourselves that we started as a people in a miraculous way. What would have been so bad? If Avram Avinu would have been 35 and Sora would have been 25, it wouldn't have been a Mazel Tov, of course. But we would have missed that element of miraculous. And that's what you have to remind yourself. The fact that we are here today. We're back in shul. We're back at home. Wherever we are, we are davening on Rosh Hashanah. And the Jewish people is Am Yisrael Chai. That is miraculous. That is tomorrow's Kriya Torah. That is Vashem Pokadis Sora. Pokadis to remember the three parts of the Musaf we'll talk about soon is the second one to remember, Zechronos. This is it. This is Rosh Hashanah. The second day of Rosh Hashanah is the Akedah. How significant is the Akedah? Unbelievable. In our Machzor, how does the second bracha of this Malchios there's Zechronos, and there is Shofros. How does the bracha of Zechronos end? So the answer is... I'm turning the page, and I have two pages that are stuck together, and I don't want to... Ah, here we go. We say... Hashem remembers everything. All those things that we want to put in the closet and forget about, He remembers. Here we go. Hashem, remember the Akedah. What's going on here? Watch. What's going on by the Akedah is to remember, number one, literally the sacrifice of Isaac, ready, prepared to give, even though it defied all logic. Hashem had promised him that through Yitzchak, in tomorrow's Kriya Torah, first day, what does that mean? It says explicitly, God says that there'll be a nation coming out of Yitzchak. And then on the second day, he says, kill him. Does that make sense? Does it make sense because Avram was a prophet and went around and told everybody Hashem does not want human sacrifice? And now what is he doing? He's doing the same thing that he told everybody not to do. Does that make sense? That's what the Akedah is. Now watch. There's a beautiful Medrash that says that when, when the Malach stops Avram, and what does he see? The ram. So the Torah tells us that he takes the ram and offers the ram as a korban instead of Yitzchak. And the rabbis tell us that every part of that ram is used in a positive way in Jewish history. The first horn of the ram was used at Sinai. 
Now, what's the connection? And the answer is, what happened at Sinai? All the other nations said, wait a minute. You want us to take your Torah, God? What's written there? And Am Yisrael said, Na'asev Nishma. We're going to do it, and then we'll find out. Unbelievable. Where did we get this from? Ah, my friends, what's in your blood? You are descendants, thank God, we are descendants of Avram Avinu, our father. And just as our father in the Akedah was ready, willing, and able to do something which did not make sense, so too Hashem says, Kindalach, I have a Torah. And we said, we'll take it. That's it. That's the connection between the Akedah and Sinai. By the way, the second horn, please God, we should hear very, very soon in our day, namely, the blowing that Moshiach is here. Okay. Then we go to uh, Musaf, but right before Musaf, we blow the shofar. The shofar is the one biblical mitzvah unique to Rosh Hashanah. We don't blow the shofar on Shabbos. Why not? Because we're concerned that one Jew, someplace, will take the shofar, and violate the Shabbat by carrying it where there are no Erev in his community. Amazing! Do you know how important shofar is? Let me tell you. Shofar is exceedingly important. On the verse from the Lamnatseach that we say seven times. You ready? Listen to the verse. Allah Elohim Bisruah. Hashem is sitting Elohim, judgment, on the throne of judgment. Hashem bekol shofar. The shofar has the ability to take Hashem, kaveyochol, and go from the seat of judgment to the seat of mercy. How important is that? And the answer is, one thing supersedes that, Shabbos. My friends, How important is Shabbos? Shabbos has that capacity. It's a permanent sign of the affection, the relationship between God and Israel. We keep His Shabbos and He keeps us going. More than the Jew has kept the Shabbos, the Shabbos has kept the Jew. Remember that. Okay, let's talk about shofar, which we're going to blow on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. It's the one unique mitzvah to Rosh Hashanah. We blow the shofar first and foremost because the Torah says so. That's it. Put your hand down. Stop asking questions. Why? Don't tell me that the Art Scroll Sitter brings ten reasons of Rapsadja Gaon for blowing the shofar. You're right. There are ten reasons, if not more. But the first and foremost is, as we're going to say tonight, those Botekneseos, those Jews who are not in shul, but you're davening at home. And you say right before Shemona Esrei, tonight the Shemona Esrei of Yom Tov, oh, daven from the Magzor, because otherwise you're going to miss everything. Right before Shemona Esrei, many shuls say Vishamru. Those shuls that say Vishamru add an additional verse from Tilim, oh, from yesterday's Shir Shalyom. Tilim 
81. Blow the shofar. Says David HaMelech, that shofar blowing is a chok. It's a law without a reason. That's it. Hashem says, blow, we blow. Ah, mishpat leloke Yaakov. It's also a mishpat. It's a reason. What's the reason? My friends, look at the shofar differently. It's not a musical instrument. The shofar is a form of prayer. We don't eat matzah in the Shemona Esrei. We don't shake a lulav in the Shemona Esrei. The Sfardim that are listening, and those of you who daven, Nusach Sfard, Minog Sfard, in your private Shemona Esrei, when you are in Shul, if you're home alone, you don't blow in the Shemona Esrei. We blow, my friends, the first 30 sounds before Shemona Esrei. I'll come back and explain why 30 in a minute. The Sfardim, however, blow in the Shemona Esrei. They finish Malchios, they blow ten times. They finish Sechronos, ten times. They finish Shofros, ten times. We, Ashkenazim, when we repeat the Shemona Esrei, ten after Malchios, ten after Zechronos, ten after Shofros. So listen to what we're doing. In the middle of our prayer, we're blowing Shofar. Why? Because the Shofar is a prayer without words. What I can't express in my mouth I express in my blowing. That's what shofar is. The Torah calls it Yom Teruah. That's in the Maftir for both days from Parshas Pinchas. And the Targum translates Teruah, Yom Teruah as Yom Yabava, a day of crying. Why are we crying? We're crying because it's a day of judgment. Because God made man straight, and man messes up. Now listen carefully. In the Torah, the word trua appears three times. Twice in conjunction with Rosh Hashanah, and the third time in conjunction with the blowing of the shofar of Yovel, of Yom HaKippurim. Three times the Torah says trua in the seventh month. We blow three trua. Each trua we learn from the Chatzotzros in chapter 10. Of Bamidbar, each trua, which is a cry sound, is preceded and followed by a tekiah, which is a straight sound. Now, since the Talmud tells us there are three possibilities as to what the trua is, we know it's a cry. Is it the sigh, ay, 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 which we call shvarim? Is it the wail? Ay, 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 which we call the trua, or is it a combination of both? And we blow all three. The first thing we blow is the combination, tekiah, shvarim trua, tekiah. We blow three of them, because we blow three trua. That's 12 notes. Next three, tekiah, shvarim, tekiah. The tekiah and the sai, and a tekiah. That's nine, 21. Nine more. Tkiah, trua, tkiah. If you're not in shul tomorrow, and listen to me very carefully, there are some people who are not to be in shul. Your doctors told you not to go. Listen to your doctor. Don't go. If you can go, go with chachma. Be properly distanced, 
wear a mask, and if you, if you could be inside, fine. If you should be outside, fine. You will then hear 30 kolos before Shmona Esrei, 30 kolos with the Shmona Esrei, and 40 at the end, which the rabbis Tosfos brings to remember Sisra's mother, the general, who she cried because he did not return. She cried a hundred times. And for that, we put the Baal Tekiah to the test that he has to blow 40 more. And the answer is yes. Rosh Hashanah, my friends, is not like Pesach Shavuos Sukkot. Pesach is for the Jews. We left Egypt. Shavuos is for the Jews. We got the Torah. Sukkot is for the Jews. He sustained us in the desert. Rosh Hashanah is universal. Call Ba'eolam. The entire world is judged on Rosh Hashanah. And those are the last 40 kolos. Now, the Shmona Esrei, the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah, has the distinction of being the longest Musaf and Shmona Esrei of the year. What makes it so are the three sections. Malchios, we proclaim God as our king. Oh yeah, we prove it with three verses from the Torah, three verses from Tehillim, three verses from the prophets, and finally a tenth and final verse from the Torah. This pattern of stating the theme, Hashem is king, is substantiated, and there's a bracha. Then we go to Zechronos. God remembers. He judges all. Nine sukim, three, 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 a tenth pasuk, and the concluding blessing. Shofros. There was a shofar at Sinai. There'll be a shofar of Mashiach. God controls history and brings destiny to the world. That's the Musaf. Say it slowly. We didn't say Avinu Malkeinu as we said on the first day because it's Shabbos. But we say Avinu Malkeinu, my friends, on the second day. Say it slowly, the tenth Avinu Malkeinu. Do you know what the tenth Avinu Malkeinu is? Listen to these words. Avinu Malkeinu. Mina magefa minachala secha. Hashem, withhold the plague from your heritage, from your people, the plague. My friends, all of us woke up the day after Purim, Shushan Purim, and what did we learn? A new word called pandemic. The entire world. When was it decreed that there would be a pandemic? Where was Elio when we needed him? Who was there to tell us last year? Had anybody known last year when it was decided on Rosh Hashanah, when you say Unasan Tokev, both days of Rosh Hashanah, Birosh Hashanah Kose. What does that mean? Last year, Rosh Hashanah, it was inscribed. Last year, Yom Kippur, it was determined that there would be a pandemic. Had any of us known, how would we have davened? As lackadaisical as we did last year, we can't daven the same way this year. That Ovinu Malkeinu, I can't tell shuls what to do. 
I'm not going to start a new minhog to say we should say it out loud. But everybody should say it out loud by their seat. Everybody should say this one so slowly because we say so many of them. There are 41 other. Come on. Do I really take the time? Because after all, the chazan is going to start in a few moments with Hachzireinu. Come on. B'tshuva. Shlema lefanecha. And usually he gets there before I do. That's okay. Say it slowly. It's Rosh Hashanah. And finally, we don't go to Tashlech on the first day of Rosh Hashanah because it's Shabbos. We go this year on the second day. If you can't, you can't walk, it's too far. Whatever the reason, you can say Tashlech till Hoshana Rabbah. If you're saying Tashlech on second day Yom Tov, leave those crumbs at home. You mean well, but you're not allowed to feed those animals, the fish, on Yom Tov. You can only feed those animals who depend upon you all year long. You have a dog or a pet, you have to feed the dog or pet before you eat. But animals such as the fish in the polluted Passaic River, where I go to Seitashlich, uh, uh, they're not dependent on me throughout the year. If I want to feed them, do so after Rosh Hashanah, but not on Rosh Hashanah. Finally, this coming Monday, let's just be reminded, is Tzom Gedalia. We fast, not because one Jew died. We would fast every day of the year. We fast because, as a result of his death, Jews were exiled from Israel. And when Jews are exiled, we fast, which is a good way for me to end, to remind ourselves, where is home for all of us? Let's not forget, we pray for ourselves, our family, our community, all of Israel, but especially for Eretz Yisrael. I take this opportunity to wish Nachum, his family, Iksiva Vachasima Tova, it should be a Shana Tova Umesuka. It should be a sweet year for everybody. And just as, unfortunately, we saw Hashem, Hashem Melech, Hashem Malach, Hashem Yimloch, the Olam Ed, as we saw him so clearly in the Magefa, so we, may we be privileged to see him in this forthcoming year, not only taking away the Magefa, but showing us and the whole world that he is the one in charge, the one and only one. Shabbat Shalom, Shana Tova to all.